Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by OnX, the original gangsters in the hunting mapping program. I run OnX on all my hunts, especially elk hunting. I run tracking. You can tilt, look at 3D. You can also drop waypoints, identify terrain features that are conducive to where elk bed. You can pull up satellite overlay, topographical, hybrid mode. You can download your maps offline so that you can access them when you need them most. They've just been in the game the longest. And so they've evolved, they're ahead of everybody else, and you can count on it, and you can rely on it, which you will. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE to take 20% off your elite membership with all the elite benefits, all 50 states, know where you stand. Joel Turner, what's up, man? How are you? I'm really good. Getting ready for, uh, we leave tomorrow for Lancaster, Pennsylvania for the big uh, tournament. It's pronounced Lancaster. Yeah, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Sorry, yes. 660, and then no one shoots a 660. You didn't win. You got to go to a shootout. I don't understand target archery. If I shoot a bullseye (laughs) 660, so 60 shots in the X, and no one else does that, I didn't win. Now I got to go to the shoot off. It should be like, I got first. All y'all are shooting for second. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> Do you agree or disagree? Well, this year, what they did is if you shoot a 660, it's 50K. Ooh, baby. Let's buy a new car. Dude. <laughs> well, if, if more than one person shoots a 660, which there might, that might happen this year because. Yep. There's some people putting up some big scores, man. That Matthews title is shooting some freaking like people that were oh, yeah. good. Oh yeah. Are now are now great. Like they're putting up some sick scores. Like like Bodie Turner type scores. So Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that that's a bold statement too. Yeah. Like Bodie Bo- I mean Bodie shot a he shot a tournament yesterday and uh shot a 330x in the tournament and then shot but he have to shoot six more X's for his shoot off. So he didn't miss an X yesterday. And he's doing that with that PSC super X. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's exciting, man. I mean, it's like people are putting out some good stuff and some big scores are coming down. So it's uh history is being made like at every tournament. Yep. Exciting times. All right. So I was kind of like playing devil's advocate, but it is cool that you can still be in the game. Maybe, you, you know, you shoot a five fifty nine. You, 
but then you're just ice in your veins in the shoot off and you win. Yeah, um, and at Lancaster, I mean, you do so at Lancaster is like triple threat because you shoot for the 660, that's worth 50k, and then you go to elimination matches, you're going to shoot three of those, and those are uh four ends of four or five ends a piece, and then that gets you in the top eight. And then you go to the finals, which is on the stage with everybody watching, lights, camera action, all that stuff. People asking you questions. In between. Yeah, (laughs) pretty cool. Yeah. When's somebody going to, like, do archery professionally and wear a T-shirt, not like a jersey? Is anyone ever going to do that? Mm, I don't know, man. I mean, they make make money from sponsors just like you do, buddy. (laughs) It's reality. I know, but what if you just wore, like, a T-shirt? And it said like sponsors on the back or something, but it was just a t-shirt. Like, is a jersey make it or a sleeveless t-shirt? Is that what you're leaning towards? (laughs) Sleeveless. Or a visor. (laughs) How about a visor? Hewish had a visor way back in the day. (laughs) There's been some of those. There's been some visors. So after Lancaster is Las Vegas, and my friend over here is going to shoot at Las Vegas. My yes. friend on the screen is going to shoot at Las Vegas. My friend over here just shot 10 arrows, like five ends last week. And oh, more than that. Okay. What did I, shot, you... I, sh- I only shot for one day, though. I just, I, I've been too freaking busy. I've been busy all weekend. I'm going to shoot today at some point. Okay. I'm going to shoot today. My, I'm shooting every day from now until I leave. And then I just moved my flight forward two days. So I'm leaving Monday. Good. Well, yeah, but then I got to find where, hey, Joel, Joel, where the heck do you shoot in Las Vegas when the tournament's not going on? Is there a shop somewhere? Aces of Archery. There's two different shops in Vegas that you can shoot at. Okay. I don't, I don't know both of them, but I know there's one called Aces of Archery, I think. When do you guys get to Vegas? We get there on Tuesday night. Uh, They'll have some practice sessions in the, in the, at the South Point on Wednesday and then Thursday starts 24 hour practice. So. Okay. You'll see me in there like 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And then J- Josh Jones, are you concerned about the endurance? Like, I'm not joking right now. Yeah, like the stamina? I, I'm very concerned about the endurance. I don't know. I shot about 50 arrows on Friday and I'm, I'm a little sore and I've got my, uh, I've got the lowest let off module. I've got a title 38. And it is a pretty damn amazing 60 bow. 60 pounds at what level? Yeah, 60 pounds at 70%, and it's, like, probably almost 20 pounds at draw And before I even start pulling. And it doesn't let you, like, relax. You're forced into it. And I'm doing that on purpose because I'm trying to get the uh, the muscle pressure up quicker. Yep. And then I might switch the mod before I go to the next one, the 75. So it's not so rough, but I've worked on having back pressure because yeah. I haven't worked on that in a target setting in quite a while, and I haven't shot something that physically heavy at the bow itself. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to get up to it. Um, I was hoping to get to it yesterday, but had too many things come up and couldn't shoot yesterday, but I'm shooting today, shooting tomorrow, shooting the next day, the next day, the next day I'll shoot during the weekend and then get on a plane Monday, hopefully shoot Monday morning before I process orders, help with the orders and then get on a plane Monday and fly down there. We might film you shoot today just to add pressure. I don't don't need pressure. I'm not worried about pressure. Okay. I'm Uh, worried. I'm worried about stamina. I'm not worried about pressure. Pressure's fine. It's only 30 arrows per day in Vegas, bro. Well, I know, but I but I'm like right now, Joel, I'm really getting shaky on my third arrow. So I'm trying to shoot five or six at a time. So by the time I get to my third arrow, I'm not so shaky. Like my first one's real fine. My second one's get it's moving around a little bit more. And by my third one, it's just it's moving a lot. And my muscles just aren't used to it. So yeah. is ho- that, hopefully is a that, week and uh, half enough. <laughs> this is a question for Joel, I guess. Uh 
and I need to pause. Guys, today's podcast is not about Vegas or Lancaster, but we are going to talk about our elk immersion experience that we're going to be putting on this year. We're going to get to that, but this is the stuff that I love. I'm sorry. I'm totally uh, taking us down a different path. So, Joel, when people... Is that common for target archers, like in a Vegas setting where it is three arrows and you have two minutes to shoot three arrows? Mm -hmm. Is that common that that third arrow has the most question mark behind it? Yeah, usually, especially if you've shot two two good ones, because if you shoot bad ones, that increases determination for the third arrow. If you've shot two good ones, it decreases determination. And then if you're shaky on the third one, it increases the volume of thoughts, right? Because you start thinking about or having thoughts about how shaky you are and how you hope that you're going to hit the 10 ring. Because if you miss the 10 ring in Vegas, you're done. Yeah. I mean, you're literally done. There's no, you know, 899 doesn't get you to the shoot off. 900 gets you to the shoot off. So, you know, Bodie says that it's harder to shoot the 900 than it is in the shoot off. Because is the shoot start Thursday? So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday? No, it's uh, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Sunday. So Sunday, you're done with your last arrow. And then if you made it, what kind of break do you get between the last end and the start of the shoot-off? Uh, you'll usually have uh, several hours. It's okay. Several hours, yeah. And then, you, and then you get ushered into the shoot-off, and that could be – it could be a whole round worth, or it can be a few ends. It just depends on who's on their game. And then last year, the dude from Montana won Vegas. What's his Chris name? Schaff. Yeah, Chris Schaff. He, it was fun. He was, he was in the zone. I watched it live on YouTube, uh, hoping to see a repeat from your son because watching that live a couple years ago was pretty like, I might have almost shed a tear. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching your reaction and putting myself in your shoes as a father um but how many guys make it to the final usually like is there is it going to be at least 10 usually oh yeah yeah there's i mean it's been 20 plus last couple years so and this year i i see no different i mean with the scores people are putting up in these tournaments all around the world it's going to be i bet there'd be 25 in there do they switch it to everything's got to be inside out in the shoot off or how do they start eliminating people so they, your first round in the shoot-off is normal 10 ring. And then after that, it goes to uh, the X ring as a 10. So that weeds people out pretty quick. Yeah. And you really start to see the difference in shooting styles because those people that are pulling on a hinge are shooting a controlled shot, but it's too big of an input for high stress because the tension starts to come in. So those that are really pulling on a hinge and not just rotating with their fingers they start to fall out and then you're left with command shooters if you will right which are punching the trigger and they start to they start to punch it with their thumb not touching the button yeah as as soon as they do that that's a low arrow and they're gonna they they fall out they start to fall out quickly and then you're left with Bodie. so can we can we talk about command shooters and then we're gonna move on yeah, we made. I published the video finally that you came over and shot with the greatest YouTube intro I've ever done. Gee, I wish I could stop punching the doggone trigger. Joel Turner said I'm a trigger puncher. That really hurt my feelings. Maybe if I just 
try a little harder. I hope that one day I can control my shot like Dan Staten. I think that maybe if I had a mohawk like MFJJ, oh, I'd be good too. <laughs> I still think your voiceover is so good. I love the la the last part where it's like, mm, yeah, I'd be good too. You're talking about if you had a mohawk. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. That was good. That was funny. <laughs> I, I read through the comments as quickly as I can, usually the day it comes out, and then I'm not going to look at it ever again. And I saw somebody kind of just basically saying, you know what? Joel's wrong. Look at these top shooters. Look at your Kyle Douglas, your Tim, blah, blah, blah. And I always think to myself, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm like, have you ever tried to be Kyle Douglas or a Tim Gillingham or whoever else? Like, it is really difficult to do a command shoot when there's a lot of pressure. Um, I, would you say most of us have a better potential not command shooting to maximize our individual accuracy and consistency precision? When you look at it, I mean, if you're a command shooter, you have pre-ignition movements linked to the trigger motor program. Again, that's not my opinion. That's just the science of how our mind works. So when you look at command shooters, you will see that they are very calm people personality-wise. So if you couple that with a, uh, a more excited personality, you're not going to be very good because your pre-ignition movements that are linked to your trigger motor program are too big to keep you in the X. Now, all of these command shooters are shooting a release that you blow on and it goes off so that their trigger movement is so slight and so light that the pre-ignition movements is, that is linked to it is not big enough to keep them out of the X. So yes, they're amazing shooters. However, when it gets to the higher stress and they shoot one when their thumb is not on the button, they have introduced at least one millimeter of range of motion. And they flinch every single time, but the flinch is usually so small it doesn't carry them out of the X. But when they shoot it with their thumb not on the button, they have that good enough thought, that's what carries them out of the X on the shoot-off. And, you know, the way that Bodhi shoots, the way that I teach how to shoot with no pre-ignition movements, right, closed loop trigger work, your accuracy potential as a normal human being is much higher than it would be if you were a puncher mm, or okay. a command shooter, if you will. And then, Josh, we, well, first off, you are not a slow blinker, chill dude, so you couldn't punch the trigger if you, like. Um, I, you know, I've, it's been a really long time since I've tried to shoot that way i mean it's been 25 years at this point in my life i i think i probably could i just don't want to because i know my mind is way more comfortable yeah if i'm not making it go off and i know when you send a signal to this hand to fire you're sending a signal to this hand to react yeah even if you don't want it to it's still there yeah so i think i still don't think that's a wise way to do it and typically when you see the guys that do do it their bow is Really, 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 really heavy physically. Yeah, because if, if you do react, it's harder to pull it away in time. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I could handle that. Do you think Joel and Bodie Turner know what they got themselves into when they agreed to shoot Total Archery Challenge Big Sky with us? 
Oh, they're going <laughs> to laugh at us, man. They're going to laugh. <laughs> oh, Bodie's going to make us all look terrible. <laughs> Is he used to people talking in your ear? I guarantee he'll be fine. Bodie? Yeah. 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 You can talk as much as you want. It'll make like, his wait. shot even better. Josh will say things that I didn't even know were possible to say that will make... I like. He's got depth and breadth to his uh, level of just get you. So bring whatever, bring whatever you can, man. There's no breaking that kid. I could tell you that already. That's There's good. no way. I shouldn't say kid. It's a young adult. Well, he's gonna learn adult. some stuff. Almost adult. He's gonna <laughs> learn some stuff. This is mountainside learning. I, yes. I see. And then he's gonna be in the same house with us too. Oh goodness. With Bob yeah, Lagasa. Yeah, that I don't. I don't Do you know who Bob Lagasa is? <laughs> no. You will. Have you ever seen any of our videos where there's a dude wearing a Borat outfit? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's Bob. <laughs> that's legendary Bob. He's pretty funny. Literally. Okay, well, let's get into the elk immersion part um, because that's what we actually decided to talk about today. Where to begin? So, basically, um, I don't, I'm not doing elk-shaped camps in 2024, but I thought if I could do what we're about to talk about, that would be more like still kind of check that box of like having a community event and still kind of delivering a curriculum that I thought was like mm, really had a lot of value. And so I guess that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about was the value associated with what we're doing. Stand by. They got the ice maker. So now to the real part of what we were going to discuss, which is the elk immersion experience. That That's the name. That's what we're calling it. It's not called Elk Shape Camp because it's not an Elk Shape Camp. We decided not to do any in 24 because we wanted to put all our eggs into this basket and make it just one giant experience. And I thought that the curriculum that we came up with checked even more boxes than um, I could do with an elk-shaped camp, so we're going to get into it real quick. So Joel, MFJJ, myself, we decided we're going to do a camp or an experience together, and we didn't want to call it elk-shaped camp because it's not going to be an elk-shaped camp. It's going to be something different. And uh, uh, Josh, you take the reins first, kind of how it, came to be well i um i think it was after the san diego camp that i was i was we were walking on the beach before we had to get fly out waiting for just trying to kill some time um and i i was kind of like frustrated because i was like i just don't get enough time with these people to really make a difference this is all just ran through really quickly there's so much more that i could really do and help with and then matching that with I don't know anybody who's like teaching people how to install strings and tune a bow, like like a public op opportunity to be able to do that. And that was something I felt that I could do in a given amount of time. And with the format that we're working on on this, uh, we, we think that's really possible. So my portion of it will be um, whoever comes to that will get string cables and they're going to install them. They're going to tune their bow. They're going to sight their bow incorrectly, run through everything A to Z, basically start with your bow in a stripped format and put it back together. And then you're going to witness two other people doing that too. We're going to work in small groups so everybody gets some reps on how to actually functionally do that. So hopefully every person that walks away from that has a much better understanding how their bow works and how to tune their bow, how to install strings, how to time your bow, how to adjust wheel lean, the whole bit. And that, for me, was what I wanted to be able to provide. And... I thought that was going to take like a whole day with about 15 people to do that. So we came up with a format that kind of works for rotating days through each of us being able to spend a lot more time with it. And I had, I had called Joel early to ask him how many 
people for how long works best for him. And I thought I looked at that and went, well, that would actually work really good for me and tried to mirror it around that. So that was the idea. Okay. And so I've done a handful of elk shape camps with Joel Mm -hmm. and I don't remember the first time he came. No, I do. It was here. It was here. And, uh, since then I, it's, it might be double digit camps, Joel. I don't know how many you've done with me for me and you're annoying. You're the best <laughs> teacher. You're the best teacher I've ever seen. Um, uh, I'll second that. And I, it annoys me because then I have to follow up with that. And it's like, how do I follow up to Joel? So Joel, you not to give you an ego boost, but man, God gave you a gift of teaching. And uh, let's discuss kind of what you do in your day format. And don't forget the elk sounds because those are part of what you do. Yeah, like MFJJ was saying, it's a matter of time. And like a normal shot IQ clinic with me is five hours long. And in elk shape camps, we never got that much time. So we could introduce people to the science of how to control your mind in high stress. But now we can really dive into it. Like when you come out of this immersion experience, you will have control of your shot no matter what. It's not... You know, there's not going to be any questions that are left. It's you're going to know it. You're going to experience controlled shooting. You're going to blueprint it. And we're going to have the time to do that. And we're going to have time to walk around and shoot. And, you know, you just, you won't be able to leave there not in control of your business. So you're going to know how to kill these things when they come in. And then we're going to talk about instinctive elk calling. It's just such a simple way to call these bulls in. I mean, I called in 54 bulls in 2023 to 40 yards or less. I don't even consider it a call unless it's 40 yards or less. So yes, I got to hunt some amazing places, but there's lots of people that hunt amazing places that don't see or hear or call in even close to that many bulls. It's so simple to do when you do it in a biologically correct way. So you'll know how to call them in. You'll know how to shoot them. It's going to be, it's very powerful when you know that stuff. Like all this stuff that we talk about in this immersion experience, Dan, with all your fitness stuff and MFJJ with tuning your weapon system, and then me with shot control and calling these things in, these are life skills that you will never get somewhere else. I mean, we have all spent a lifetime doing what we do. And, you know, this may sound arrogant, but we are the best there is at this stuff. And it's uh, it's just going to be a, an amazing experience. So that's uh, that's going to be my part for it. It's interesting how our paths have crossed. Where you know Josh has basically been my go-to guy. Where I just hand him a bow and like make it good, mm-hmm. for, and then thank you. And then <laughs> there was a point in my life where I was like, "What are you doing to make it so good?" And then I really started to unravel the madness behind this dude, and he is the best. And um, <clears throat> We shouldn't say that too often. He doesn't need to hear that, but um, it is true. I wouldn't be here without his help. And then where our paths crossed, and um, man, I've been punching triggers on elk for over a decade with a Scott Index release, and I mean, like, finger off the trigger, wham! And there came a point where, like, I had missed some opportunities, and these opportunities, man, you can't get them back, but they stay with you forever. And I know you have a very similar journey. And so it's just like, man, don't do what we did. 
I didn't get a lesson on how to shoot a bow. I've never been taught how to work on a bow. I punched the trigger for years. Yeah, I had some success. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. But looking back, man, I could have been so much more successful with these life skills that you're talking about. I don't know what I'm going to teach at this camp. I'm going to leave it up to people's feedback. I mean, we could go cover fitness, sure. Uh, we could cover nutrition and and body, you know, metrics and body fat percentage and nutrition prescriptions. That stuff doesn't excite me. I like the how to find elk on public land lectures, how to actually use on X. Um, at a realistic level, I love using the course here at Spokane Valley Archery last year when we did the yeah. rucking shooting. That was eye-opening that nobody ever shoots with a high heart rate. And we're not talking like a, a death workout. We're just talking hiking and then shooting. Kind of like what happens when you elk hunt. You hike around <laughs> and then you shoot one. Uh, so I love that. And then I love just like Q&A opportunities and going over gear. And, and for them to be able to stay the night, like bring your truck your camper your tent your truck tent people have so bring it all we have the real estate here josh you have 37 grills right out here you got traegers on traegers on traegers that's an ex that's an exaggeration okay you have seven i have four no you I got knew. yeti coolers four so we can like <laughs> you guys can use josh's amenities like cook we'll have bathrooms and and i think Besides Joel being cool and Josh, and I'm all right, you're going to meet this network, this community of people that are like-minded. You're going to rub elbows. Basically, you're going to find your new best friends is what I think. That's what's happened at every Elk Shape camp we've ever done is we've had these bonds, these formed, where people have, like, lifelong hunting partners. And uh, to me, that's, like, one of the things that doesn't get advertised is, like, you're, you're literally signing up to network, and your network is your net worth, and I think that's going to be huge for these people. Uh, Josh, give us the spread on kind of the layout and what your vision is, because we're going to do this camp in July. Um, well, we're all going to be kind of separate, like in groups of 15 each is the intent. Like you'll have 15, I'll have 15, Joel will have 15, and they'll rotate each day. Um, we'll have a, a section of the property that people can camp on if they want to camp and stay. Um, you can also still stay in a hotel or something if you want, but I think you're kind of missing it if you if you do that. You know, the idea is to hang out with people and learn. Uh, at the end of each day 
Um, and we'll use the 3D course. We'll use the flat range. We'll use the indoor. We'll all have my stuff set up at my house here. So my group of 15 will be up here. So there'll, there'll be plenty of space for everybody to function and operate and be able to do whatever they want to focus on that day. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it should, there's, you know, we have, we have bathrooms, that sort of thing. The only thing you won't be able to do is there won't be showers. So if over three days, if you need to take a shower, you probably need to stay in a hotel. But Not if you're an elk hunter. You don't, it's, sh- it's, I don't shower it's supposed, in September, Joel. It's intended near to, nearby Creek somewhere? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, there's creeks. It's intended to, uh, it's intended to mimic like if you were out elk hunting. I mean, how many showers did you take, Joel, in September? Oh, I take a crick bath every day. There you go. <laughs> that counts. I mean, that's good. For, for me, I I bet I took one shower, maybe two, the entire month of September. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's good for you. It's good for your skin or something, your hair or your hair for sure. <laughs> your hair. Your Anyways, hair for sure. Joel, what would you like? So, half your half your day is going to be definitely the shot IQ five hours worth. Would yeah. you be on the flat range or a little bit of 3D and flat range for that? What are you thinking? We'll, we'll start off on the flat range, get everybody in control, and then we go right to the to the course. And, you know, it's going to be packs on. It's going to be you in your hunting kit. It's going to be July. It's going to be just like September. I need people to know that when they draw their bow back, their pack makes noise. Right. I need people to know that when you bugle, when you drop your tube, where does it go? Does it go in the path of your bowstring or not? Right. We need to know all these things. We can just iron it all out. Your truck camping, your not only are you gonna, you know, you're gonna meet people that you might hunt with, you're gonna learn how to stay out of each other's way as well, right? You're not gonna drive into somebody's camp and walk through their camp like they do in Idaho constantly. Oh my God. <laughs> so, anyways, you Real need talk. to know how you are going to do all these things. And, you know, you're gonna be able to test your kit, your entire kit, and then you test your mind on the shot while you're wearing your kit. And, you know, we'll be doing scenarios. You're not just gonna walk up and shoot a shoot a target. You're gonna draw back and you're gonna hold for 30 seconds. And then you're going to have to make a stop sound in the middle of your shot sequence so it doesn't blow your mind apart when the elk actually stops. And then you're going to go into your shot sequence. The, the 3D course will be utilized to its maximum potential during this, during this event. That's awesome. I think we'll probably carpool to the gym down the road on my day. We'll have some time to go over just the basics, man, an injury prevention protocol, a warm-up a functional workout that's kind of a baseline where I can at least give everybody an individual script and say, hey, Joel, you got great leg strength, you lack a little endurance, and your mobility's dog crap. You need to spend more time here. And all in all, here's your script. Do these things. Check these boxes. You should be good to go. I just want to be able to touch the fitness side of things and evaluate and give suggestions. I want to look at everybody's nutrition just from a standpoint of, are do you have a purpose for every pound on your body? Because I love it when guys cut the bottom of their toothbrush off and they're shaving ounces and they're buying high-end titanium cookware and they got a 30 pounds of fat around their waist. You can cut all the weight out, but if you're lugging weight, you don't need it. Uh, I don't know. Put a 30-pound rock in my pack and see how fit I am during elk season. You're going to slow me down. I'm going to, you know, and it's going to add up day after day. So getting everybody, and July gives us enough time to really kind of fine-tune we've done most of our elk shape camps in april may the latest and that was by design this one's more like hey we want good weather 
We want you to have a great camping experience, but we still want just enough time to fine-tune your game. And this camp would be for anyone who has any ambition to come out west and archery elk hunt, whether you're Josh Jones and you've killed 10 elk or you're a nobody and you've never even seen an elk in your life or you're Joel Turner and you're the best elk caller in the world. You still could get something out of this camp and meet all these amazing people. So let's talk about price point. Uh, Joel, we didn't tell you what we're charging yet, but we've okay. we've come <laughs> to the price point because of we're going to provide lunch every day and we're going to kind of disrupt Josh's business quite a bit with everybody here. We decided the, the on-site camping and the time with Joel Turner for three days, Josh Jones for th three days, myself for three days, and everything all together, we started at a price point of $3,000 is what we needed to charge so that everybody could pay their bills and make some. And we just crunched them again and again, and we finally got it down to $2,000. I was going to say $19.99, but then people would think it was $19.99. Don't, yeah, don't be that lame guy. Dude. It's $2,000 <laughs> for three days. Doesn't include your airfare, your gas, your time to travel, whatever. That's all on you. But what I can tell you is that after these three days, if you don't leave this facility with a better understanding of what it is your weaknesses are and how to tackle them and the lifelong skills of controlling your shot and working on your bow equipment, man, that's that that's the price. Now, limits to 45 athletes. 45 people. That's 15 guys in a group, and you're going to rotate station to station. So day one you might be with Josh, then the day two, you'd be with Joel, and then on day three, you're going to finish with me or some sort of order like that. But we're all teaching the same curriculum every day. We just get a fresh 15 guys. I would highly encourage you to bring your hunting partner because I think that would be awesome that you guys could learn together. And a lot of times when you're learning with your hunting partner, they might pick up things that you didn't and vice versa. You can compare notes afterwards, and iron sharpens iron. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are supposed to say something epic after that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you got anything else to say about that, Joel? Uh, it's, you know, $2,000. If I was able to spend that uh, before I spent 13 years trying to kill a bull elk, uh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. 13-year learning yeah. curve. Mine was four seasons of tag soup with a bow. I think about how many years. I, it took me four years to kill an elk. It took me five years to learn how to shoot a release correctly that would have been oh. nice to trim that down yeah that'd have been great yeah yeah no i th i i'm really excited i was it was 2019 when i finally did like set a bow up for the first time all by my lonesome and i still had to bring it back to josh every day to like find out what i effed up <laughs> um and that wasn't that long ago and now i feel like fully capable to not only diagnose but fix problems and also understand the lingo. Um, archery is a way of life. Archery is not a hobby. I haven't met anybody in my circle that treats archery as just a, a hobby. It it kind of it asks more of you, which is what I love about it, man, is I can't master it. Now, maybe your son has a little bit, but he's different, man. You know what I mean? It's not that he's different, but archery is, you know, I'm coming to find out here, and I've known this for a long time, but now it's becoming very evident that archery is the top of the top of the chain 
as far as concentration goes. And from that, because we do all these things in archery and mind control in archery, mind control in other sports is way easier. Mind control in life in general is way easier. But if I would have started that somewhere else in some other avenue, I wouldn't, I don't think we'd have made the connections that we have now. So archery is not just this way of life for us. It is, it's the guiding path to just about damn near everything that we do. Right. I mean, and it's, uh, it's just amazing. Like when I wake up, I go do my cold plunge. I do my push-ups. I go shoot my bow and I shoot my bow or mess with my bow stuff until I got to eat lunch. And then I just, and then, I mean, it's what I do all the time, but it's, we can take the lessons that we learn in archery and shooting these tournaments and bow hunting and going to tack and all these events where you get to test your metal. There's just nothing else like it that you get to constantly test how you do what you do in shot control and in mind control. So archery is just, it's been a guiding path since I was seven years old. So 40 years now for me. And uh, I'm sure you guys are in a similar boat there. So, mm. All right. Well, let's finish with this, Josh. Tell them everything they need to bring to this event. Your entire bow setup and everything that you would intend to use, field points, broadheads, releases, you name it, 100% your full setup, and be prepared to rip it completely apart, start over, and have it back together before you leave. I know that sounds scary to a lot of people. Bring the fix-it kit. Yeah, bring the fix-it kit. Uh, I know that probably sounds a little intimidating and scary to a lot of people, but I can assure you your bow will function better when you leave than when you got there. Even if you're, oh, I'm dialed. Well, no, we're going to make sure you're dialed. And we're going to restart, and you're going to understand what you did and how it came, how it comes apart and how it goes back together and how it adjusts, which I had no idea how to put a price on that because nobody does it that I know of. Um, and just to clarify, that does include your strings and cables that in that price. You're not, it's not on top of that. We're and covering then if you're like, well, can I bring that. my own strings and cables? Well... You can do whatever you want, but we're we're providing you an extra set. That is part yeah. of what we calculating your cost. Yeah. And then also you're working on last chance presses or yeah yeah there'll be um, there'll be five last there'll be five workstations, five last chance presses, five of my own custom draw boards that are should be for sale in three or four weeks now. Um, independent freestanding Baker vices levels the whole bit like everything that you would use in a professional shop start to finish will be provided so you don't need to bring your tools guys no he you don't has need tools. all the serving you don't need tools just bring your emergency kits and whatnot so we make sure you have those things covered that you should have in your pack yep and bring lots of arrows and yeah, lots of arrows bring lots of arrows and then obviously everything you want to camp with throw a canvas cutter out or a wall tent or you want to bring a fifth wheel a camper it yeah. doesn't matter we will we will sort it out when you get here and then be prepared to bring your food and break bread with others. Uh, when you're with Joel, you need pen and paper. Lines, like a ruled notebook and paper. Not only note-taking, but for some other exercises. For me, I need workout gear. Uh, I need to know, I'll have you sign a waiver. I need to know if you have any injuries or anything like that. And just, just come prepared to have your socks knocked off and never to be able to find them again. That's our goal <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Uh, hopefully this answers all those common questions. And registration is live February 1st. You're going to go to elkshape.com. Find the link on there for the Elk Immersion Experience brought to you by OnX. And get signed up. It's first come, first serve 
only 45 spots. The dates, the times will be there. We hope to see you. Thanks for listening. Separations in the preparation. We'll catch you on the next one. Today's podcast is brought to you by Matthews Incorporated out of Sparta, Wisconsin. I love shooting to Matthews. I love the engineering, the technology, the people behind the brand. It's like the bows are amazing. And I would encourage you to go to a local dealer and try one out for yourself.